I can feel it in my bones. Down to the morrow. The sorrow. I can still hear the sounds of the ships sailing, silenced by the sounds of the women wailing and the men. Lord, have mercy on the men. The stench of fear mingled with feces. What species known to man? Who eat, breathe, and drink the sustenance of the Most High. Have the audacity to stretch his hand. To subject and subdue mankind with a kind of atrocity never seen before in its existence. With such persistence and diligence to deem a people less than equal, less than a people. I swear I feel it in my bones. All the homes shattered, a people scattered over the regions, passed around like a cheap whore. And they all took their turn. I can still see the scars on matted flesh. The best of men rendered to stock like cattle. I can still hear the crackle of the flame. Ablaze the wooden planks in the depiction of a cross. It was the same cross they forced upon us. The same cross clinging to the flagpost of the ships meant to host us all. Lord knows I feel it in my bones. I can still smell the scent of strange fruit exuding the corpse still swinging. I hear our mother still weeping, asking Dear God, what kind of transgression can warrant this kind of aggression? Our land raped. Now, our language changed and they, they did it all in the name of the Most High. How dare you blame the Creator for the evil you conjure, you conquer in His name, though you rule by your desires, you liars. You say you want redemption. Then you give us everything do us, every goddamn thing. I swear I feel it in my bones, haunting me, taunting me, telling me to remember the scream silenced by the sounds of the ships sailing, the sounds of the women wailing and the men Lord, have mercy on the men underneath my skin. You're listening to Spoken Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With poetic black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you. 
you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and lewd advances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch. New possibilities. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black. And today, my family, I have a very, very special guest in the studio today. This brother right here is a legend in his own right. I'm talking about none other than the author of the book, The Nigger Chronicles. The host of the visual podcast, One on Poetry. I'm talking about none other than Mr. William Wawa. Washington. Let's give him a nice round of applause. <laughs> I, I say, my brother. I, I say, I say, I my say. brother. <laughs> brother, thank you so much, man. <laughs> you are most definitely welcome. It is a pleasure to have you in the studio today. Uh, I've been wanting to do this this interview with you, man, for the longest, my brother, man. You are working out there. And uh, you are the representation of what a spoken word artist is and should be. I really appreciate your grind, man. Like, I, 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 I remember when I first met you. I believe this was back in 2013, maybe, maybe 2012 even. And uh, your delivery, man, you just had something special. You had something special. It was, it was, it, it, if you really couldn't put it in words, it wasn't because you had a whole bunch of different spoken word artists back then, and the and the sound was redundant a little bit, but your style was refreshing. It was it was always honest, it was always sincere, and you really felt the message attached to it, man. Like I want to really give you your flowers while you here, brother. I really appreciate your work, man. Now, thank you, man. I want I want I want I want you to get into this because the first question I ask my audience, I mean my 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 guests when uh I bring them on, this is the number one question I ask all my guests, and this question is why poetry? Why spoken word? Okay, but please allow me to say that everything you praised upon me, I praise upon you because I felt the same way you felt when I first met you, when I first heard you. Appreciate you, my but, brother. But, um, yes, and, and why poetry? And I tell the story everywhere I go, every show I'm at, every feature I do. 
uh, it was poetry, and that many many poets have the same story. But it was prayer and then poetry that saved my life. You know, there was a um, time when I was going through a, a rough divorce, a breakup of a 20-year marriage, wow. and um, I thought my only option would be suicide. Mm. And I contemplated. I took a well. It's, it's a story I'll tell during this podcast later on. But um, you know, poetry was the way of me telling black men, strong black men, who who have or are considering suicide, because there ain't no rainbows in our neighborhood. And I learned that the hard way. Mm. You know, um, you know, God saved me. And um, he gave me poetry. And uh, and ever since that day, I knew poetry is my saving grace. Mm. So if, it po- if prayer and po- poetry can save my life, I have, that's my assignment to share with others who may be going through it, who may not be going through it. But poetry is healing. It's a verbal healing. Definitely. Uh, and um, when we speak it, it reaches people. You know, um, and that's why that's why poetry, if, if God could save my life by giving me giving me poetry, in the span of two minutes, he gave me poetry. Well, and if he can do that for me, it is my assignment in life. It is his call of me to spread poetry, to save someone else's life. And I agree That's with you. That's why poetry. I agree with yeah. you with that sentiment, because like a lot of us, like you mentioned, a lot of us, poetry was our saving grace. You know, yes. sometimes we look at we look at different uh, different aspects of our lives and it's the poetry being able to write it down, to vent it out, that gives us that little release, whereas we can just move on another day. We can, we can let it go. And a lot of times yes. we hold on to a lot of things and it yes. pens up inside of us and it, you know, it really destroys us slowly. So poetry, yes. like for you, for me was a saving grace man because it was just a way that i can put my words what i was feeling just get it out don't have it bottled yes. up inside of me just to have it out so i definitely agree and i touch and agree with that sentiment my brother yes thank you man now wow. the the nigger chronicles now this book right here man this book is is legendary right here man when i first <laughs> when i first when i first seen the the title and I was like, the nigga chronicles. Uh, and you didn't spell it. You didn't spell it N-I-G-G-A. You spelt it no. N-I-G-G-E-R. And yes. this book is profound. Tell us a little bit about this book, man, the, the nigga chronicles. Okay. First, I, that's my baby. So when you say the, the book, the nigga chronicles, you have to say the whole title. So it's the nigga chronicles, the mispronunciation of who I am. Mm. And and I think when you say the whole title, it gives you the gist of what it is. It's my autobiography. Mm. People people tend to forget that because of the title, but it's my autobi. It's my life story, bottled up in the fact that I'm trying to reach out to children, my my peers, people are like just to tell them if you're going to use the word nigger, to try to know from whence it came. And I'm, I'm a humble man. I'm not an educate. I'm not a scholar. But from my adaptation of that book was that we were captured, Negus King, mm. N-E-G-U-S, 
But to write the book, I could not use the proper pronunciation and spelling of niggas because my life story has some very uh, erotic, foul type language. And I would not honor the uh, kings like that, our our ancestors like that. So I used the informal spelling, N-E-G-A-S-T, niggas. So that, and that meant a lot to me. People say, oh, it's no big deal. What's so significant about that? But I think if you're going to write about your ancestors and, and include it in a, uh, a book of, uh, of pain, sorrow, nastiness, vileness, because that was in my personal life, that I would never honor Nigas in that manner. Mm. So to write the book, I use Nigas. That's, and, that, and that's it. That's definitely yeah. deep. Because like you, you made mention of the the negus, the negus negus. This yeah. was this was a, a name of sovereignty. It was a it was a king, yeah. like the Ethiopian yeah. king. That title was called the negus or the negus, and a lot yes. of brothers don't know that. And we look at that word, we look at the word nigger, and we look at it with a bad connotation. And I see a lot of young brothers using it, and I and I understand the way they use it in the form of endearment. However, you yes. know, that word has legacy. That word holds yes. majesty. And they tried yes. to flip it on us and like use it as a word of degradation, but actually it's it's a very lofty word, man. You know? So what so, yes. And uh, if I may, that goes back to your question. Why did I spell it N-I-G-G-E-R? Mm. Because just from what, from what you just said, that our children. And even ourselves, some of us use it as terms of endearment when we say N-I-G-G-A or N-I-G-G-A-H, my nigga. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't want that connotation. I wanted that to, uh, I didn't I didn't want to spell it like it was a term of endearment. Mm. I wanted to spell it just like I can imagine those Southern slave masters and owners and marketers selling us like cattle, like animal, mm. how they would say it. But it's a mispronunciation of who we are. So instead of ni- niggas, 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 it's nega. Mm. That southern with that southern draw. Because because of that southern draw, we went from niggas, niggas to nega. Mm. And um, that was the best way I could do it: spell the title, but yet having it as an opening to what's inside the book. Definitely. And I like the fact that yeah. you brought awareness to the word itself. To let the brothers yes. know, you. you know, let them know that this word doesn't mean what they try to put it on us, what they try to put and try to label us as. So I really appreciate yeah. that, man. So tell us a little bit about your show, which is a hot show. I've been following it for a minute now. You've been doing it for a minute now. And I find <laughs> I find that your interviews are always engaging. And I like the fact that you bring the audience, you bring your guests on and you allow them to really showcase what they can do. And uh, tell tell the audience a little bit about One on Poetry. How did that come uh, about? One, I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, One on Poetry was born out of uh, anxiety. Mm. It was during the pandemic, this pandemic that's still currently on. But um, people, friends, family were dying around me like, like flies. And in April of 2020, I lost my youngest brother to the pandemic. Sorry to hear that. Uh, Gary. And um, I suffer from anxiety anyway. I'm an epileptic. You know, I suffer from anxiety, severe anxiety. 
So when my brother passed, I mean, I was in this, I was in my apartment, petrified. Mm. I was afraid to open up the windows to let fresh air in. Wow. And I needed something before I broke, before I had a nervous breakdown. I needed something. So, you know, I prayed on it. And a friend of mine, uh, you know him too. He's a poet, uh, Samuel Rain Benjamin. Oh, yes. I know. A dark man blue. He told me, he said, hey, man, I'm on Instagram, man. Oh, man, this is a cool thing, man. And I'm like, Instagram? I don't, you know, I'm old school. I don't do none of that stuff. And he's older than me. So Mm. I said, if he can get on it, I can get on it. So I got on the Instagram thing and, um, and in the midst of my sorrow and my fears, my anxiety, I saw a poetry show. Somebody, it said somebody's going live, and I looked, I clicked on it, and heard a guy saw a guy hosting the show, and poets were calling in, and spit mm. for hours. And I realized that during that time I was listening to that show, I wasn't afraid anymore. Mm. My fears have subsided, and I thought to myself, oh, "Wow!" And the next morning I looked at another show. And before I know it, days went by of me watching these shows and I had no anxiety. Wow. It went away. Beautiful. So so I thought if these guys could be such amazing essential workers, because that's what they were. That's what these poets and these guys that had these shows were essential workers because they were aiding to the recovery, to the, 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 uh, the health of people like myself who suffer from mental illness. Definitely. And uh, it, it made me like a new person. And I said, if they can do that, I can do that. I like to talk, as you can see. <laughs> I talk all day. We could debate all night. And um, but I wanted to do it. And I said, I'm gonna do it after a feature. Somebody featured me. And I said, I can do that. And and I don't like talking about me. So I said I could do a show where I talk about, I bring the poets in, and we just have a casual conversation. I didn't want to set up nothing fancy. As you see, I'm in my spot. This is where I do all my shows, sitting on my couch. Mm. Um and so instead of those same poets calling me and we shooting the breeze for hours on the phone, I said, let's do this. You know, where everybody can see our conversation. And man, it was like magic. It was the ma- I think Mary Taradros out of California was my first feature. And she, it was like magic because she got all dressed up and cleaned up. She, you know, she's, um, she's Egyptian, actually. So mm. it was like uh, her name is the Egyptian princess. Mm. Eight, the number eight. And um. So it was it was so royal, and people was clicking onto it. She had a lot of likes and views. I said, "Wow!" And that was it. That was it. it was born that day that I would do a show once every I think it was once every I, I wanted to do once every month. Then it turned into once every two weeks. Then it turned into every doggone day mm. because yeah. there are so many poets in the world, and people were actually requesting to be on the show. It was it was it was truly it was truly magic. Definitely, you know, and to this man. day, I still. You know, you know, I asked the same question because when you were on my show, you were phenomenal. Thank and I asked the same questions out of everybody, but everybody has a different answer. Mm. That's the magic of it. That's the beauty of Every it. Every poet has a different life. Yes, the beauty of it. Every poet has a different life, a different story. So, it, hey, I'm going to keep doing it's, it. It's you know? definitely a, an amazing show, man, because I watched a, a, a couple of artists that I actually know and I became a little bit more informed about their trials, their triumphs in this poetry game, man. So the show is definitely inviting, you know, Sunday night, you know, you ain't doing nothing. You watching that show, man, and and you learn a lot, man. You learn a lot, man. And you can connect with a lot of different poets because that's why I started this show. Spoken Soul Sessions is here to celebrate the spoken word artists. 
And I, I think that a lot of spoken word artists don't get the recognition they deserve. They don't get the recognition they deserve because a lot of people believe that as a spoken word artist or a poet, you're supposed to give your your, your craft away for free. So it's not it's exactly. not really it's not really a buzz for for some yes, but for a lot of spoken word artists, they go unnoticed. And there's a lot of dope artists out there, man. So I wanted this platform to be for them to celebrate the spoken word artists and its natural element, man. The love for words and we all share that love and desire for words and expression man and and that's what this show is for so that's a beautiful segue for me to get into a a piece that uh you're gonna perform for us you know what i mean like my my audience know i don't allow people really to do more than one piece but today we're making the exception to the rule we're doing the exception to the rule man so let me cue you up, man. Let me give you the the introduction that you deserve. Let me set you up real quick. I want you, I want you guys, I want you guys to give a warm, warm welcome to my brother, your brother, Mr. William Wawa Washington. My brother, Daniel Green, AKA Poetic Black, asked me, why poetry? I told Daniel that I loved her for too long, she was my life. Only to find out that she never loved me, she was my wife. And as I sat on that park bench on 103rd Street and 2nd Avenue, watching my children play with a suicide pill in my hand, I asked God for a little more time. And when I opened my eyes, I realized I was walking out that park still alive. Looked down at my watch and saw that two minutes had elapsed. It was two minutes that God gave me that saved my life. But do you know in two minutes, I could stop a nosebleed? In two minutes, I can tell you my life's history. Within the first two minutes of conversation, I could make a woman fall in love with me. But because of premature ejaculation, you see, in two minutes I came and she's in the kitchen making me a ham sandwich with an American cheese. In two minutes I can recite the alphabet frontwards and backwards starting with the letter G. H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. Z Y blah 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 and G you see. Give a dying man two minutes to tell his family don't cry for me. Give a dying man two minutes to relive his life history. Give a gambler two minutes to change his luck. To change his bet from seven black to let it ride on 11 red. Give a murderer two minutes and someone may be alive and not dead. If Trayvon Martin had two minutes more, he'd be alive today, eating Skittles and enjoying another day to run into play. But Trayvon didn't get two minutes and now rest in peace, he's dead. If Mike Tyson had two minutes, he wouldn't have that big ass tattoo on the side of his head. Give me two minutes to say I'm sorry. Give me two minutes to say I miss you. Give me two minutes to say I love you. Give me two minutes to believe. Give me two minutes to achieve. Give me two minutes to perform this NFL football two minute drill. Give me two minutes to swallow this suicide pill. My time is up. So whatever I didn't say or do, I will say or do never more unless my God gives me two minutes. Please, Father God, two minutes more. Now that my God has given me two minutes to think my life over, to laugh, to cry, because he's given me two minutes, 
I am here at the Soul Sessions podcast. I'm alive. Thank you, Father, for two minutes. Two minutes more. Oh, my God. My brother. Thank you, man. This piece right here, man. Oh, my God. One more time, man. Let's give the brother a round of applause, man. Hey, hey, listen, listen, brother. I want to apologize to the listeners because, you know, over here is the Puerto Rican Day Parade. So oh, as soon right. as I started the piece, it was blasting it right outside my window. It's all so good. I'm sorry if there's any background noise. Nah, yeah. it's cool, man. It's cool, man. This piece right here, man, this piece was powerful, man. This was a powerful Thank piece. You, and you you mix a little comedy in there. You had some you had some some funny lines in there. That's why I love that's why I love about your poetry, man. It's so relatable. You, it's so relatable. Yeah. Now when I when I used to slam, I used to slam a lot. And I know what I learned. I learned at one particular slam about crowd, about the your audience. I was at this one slam one time and, and and the person I was slamming against, he's known in the poetry circuit, but I'm slamming against him and we get to the final stage and him and I, we're the final two. So we got to go one round. So in the, so the, the MC asked him, do you want to go first? Cause he had a higher score in the previous round. You want to go first? He was like, yeah, I'm gonna go first. So the, the MC asked, you sure you want to go first? Don't you want to let him go? Then you go. He's like, nah, I want to go first. Mm-hmm. So he 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 spit his piece. And the piece he spit, I was looking at the audience. And I seen some of the women in the audience wasn't feeling the piece. So in that, I looked. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a piece for the ladies. And it wound up winning me that slam. So... Wow. Being able wow. to relate to your audience is key in this business. And that's what I always yes. find refreshing when I watch you perform, that you always are relatable. You got some artists that they get on the stage and they, they, they're walking thesaurus. <laughs> they're walking dictionary, yeah, all yeah. these crazy words, yeah. and, and they lose their audience. But what's so refreshing about your performances, man, that you always keep your audience engaged. That entire poem, I was... I'm I'm waiting for the next stanza, you know. Deep. <laughs> deep, <laughs> Thank man. you, man. Definitely a dope. Now, what, what what brought that piece? Tell us a little bit about that piece, man. Because I, I heard a well, lot of that, it, was, it was some pain in that piece, also. So tell us a little bit about yeah, that. That piece is the uh, I would say the title piece of all the poems I wrote and all the comments I made in the Nigger Chronicles. The mispronunciation of who I am, because that was the piece that changed my whole life around. That's a actual, a true story. Mm. I took my kids out to play. I just got back from arguing with my wife. We're going at it. I found out, you know, she, she didn't love me. I found out she was cheating with another guy and I, mm. you know, and, um, actually days had come in between that moment, but that particular day I took my kids out to the play, out to play. I had two sons and I, I had three nights of no sleep. I didn't know whether I wanted to kill this woman or confront the dude. But I couldn't kill that woman because that's my children's mother. And I did love her. Mm. And I couldn't confront the dude because he didn't do nothing. She gave it to him. Mm. So I had to hold that pain in. And just when I decided to end it, you know, I was sitting on that bench on 103rd Street and 2nd Avenue. 
And I just said, God, give me a sign. And when I opened my eyes, I was actually walking out the park. I don't even remember standing up or calling my kids to let, let's go. When I opened my eyes, I was walking out that park. I threw that suicide pill away, took my son's hand, and I, got, I had the biggest smile on my face. Because I know it was not for me to die. It was not for me to fret over. Let her go. That was what was given to me that day. Love my children the best way I can, the only way I know how to. And that's to the fullest. But let her go. Wow. You know, and ever since that day, I've been born anew. So that book is my, that poem is my life story. That's so powerful. My second life. My second life. Let me just say that right. Mm. My rebirth. That's the right. day I was reborn. And um, that that's it. So and all powerful. it took was God to give me two minutes. That's two minutes more. That's a that that's a powerful piece, man. When you put it into context, man, like wow, man, it's so. Trayvon, it's so if he had two minutes, he wouldn't have ran into George Zimmerman. That's right. Mike Tyson, if he had two minutes, he wouldn't have got so high and don't remember getting that tattoo put on his face. Wow. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things can change in two minutes. That's right. It's it's profound when you think about yeah. it. It's so it's so simple. But yet so complex. It's it's yes. it's profound, man. It's really profound. Thank you. And uh I can really appreciate that piece now knowing the context behind it, man. It's like, wow, that's a very powerful piece. And you still manage to put some form of comedy, some form of, <laughs> of, of comedy relief in it, and which is which is dope, man. Which is really dope, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's needed. Cause like you said about losing audience, sometimes if something is too heavy. Most people love it, but sometimes it can bring people down where they say, oh, not today. I don't want to hear that piece today because I'm having a bad day at work. Or, uh, you know, I just had an argument or uh, things happened. My son's sick, my daughter. So sometimes I, I realize that I still have my dark pieces, my heavy pieces. Mm. But then there's certain pieces that I can give an audience something for everybody. So those who need a pick up and a laugh, a smile, I give that to them. Those who are feeling pain, I can give them comfort. You know what I'm saying? Those who are down low, I can give them redemption and, mm. and salvation. And, and same, just like yourself, man. It's like I'm talking to a mirror. You know, the way you do it is phenomenal, man. So I, I I'm sorry. I know you, this is about me today. It's about you. I appreciate I, you. Though, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I wanted to get into your into your accolades, man. You actually you actually did off Broadway. You actually did theater. Yes. So so tell yes. us a little bit how you get into that. Okay, the simple thing was a, a, a host at a show down in Soho couldn't make it. You know, he was actually living in Virginia, and uh, he couldn't make it. He had, had to have, have knee surgery. I think you know Mr. Speaker. Have you ever heard of him? Yes, yes. Mr. Speaker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was supposed to be hosting the show in Soho. His knee was so bad he couldn't make it. So at the last minute, the curator asked me, William, would you host, please? You know, because she knew I had a, um internet uh, actually, a blog talk radio show titled "The Village Speaks." So oh, she knew I, I had some familiarity. Yes, I remember. Yeah, you forgot Village about Speaks. that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> I was on that show. I remember my call did. I remember yeah. I called did with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so she knew I had familiarity with hosting, and I did the show. And it was a packed house, but somewhere in the audience, to my, I didn't know this at all, was a uh, off Broadway assistant producer. Uh, ooh, I shouldn't remember his name, but don't worry, it'll come back to me. But he was in the audience, and I was hosting. So I did maybe three pieces because we were waiting for everybody to get seated. So I did three pieces, and um, he was so taken by it after the show. Davis, now what's his first name? His last name is Davis, Mr. Davis. We'll do, we'll go with that for now, Mr. Davis. All right. But um, 
after the show, he walked up to me and said, my brother, I, I got to have you, man. I like what you're doing. Uh, he said, uh, you're a young man with an old soul. I said, dude, I'm older than you. And, um, <laughs> so we laughed about that. But um, he, to he told me, come to this place uh, on a Tuesday. They're having um, uh, auditions for an off-Broadway um, setting. And when he told me that address, I knew that was God. I knew that was for me because I probably wouldn't have went. I probably would have got nervous and, and bailed out. You know, I'm like, oh, far away. Oh, I'm nervous. But when he told me the address, it was at the Poets Den, wow. which happened to be four blocks, four blocks, city blocks from where I live. Mm. I said, that got to be God. That's right. No, I didn't even have to make an excuse about no coffee. Or I can't get there. Or I don't like Brooklyn. Or I don't like the Bronx. It was right there. I had no excuse. And when I got there, man, it was uh, amazing. I had never been to an audition before mm. in my life. That's and amazing. to have that woman ask me over and over again. Her name was Clark Clark. She's the writer, oh, producer, CEO. I know, I know yes. Clark Clark. I you know, know Clark. Yes, you, start, yes. you start on her one of her off-Broadway audition uh, shows also. Yes. I've seen, I I seen you in the archives. Yeah, I remember. Yes. I remember because she, she did a, I, I think it was a Mother's Day special Sisters show. Sisters Black did. Like Me. Sisters Black Like Me. Yes, I remember. And, um, that's, wow. the, that's her brand. Yes. That's, that's her sister, brand. Yes, 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 yes man. And, and um, when I met her, she was she was a B. You know what I'm saying? She was tough. <laughs> she was tough. Yeah. She was tough. Because yes. actually my partner, my partner, she was so tough. My partner bailed on her. Uh, uh, me and me and Payne, yeah. me and Payne was supposed to do a show for her and i had wound up doing the show by myself because he bailed oh, yeah. and she but she was tough and, yeah. she, and she demanded excellence and i can appreciate that about excellent that system, man. yes and i did too she made me do one particular piece about seven times and i think that mm. was um oh uh, oh anyway it'll come to me you know i'm, I'm getting a little old uh, gray in the tooth with it, with it you know i'm getting <laughs> a little up there but uh um oh black power Another one of my signature pieces. She made me do that piece seven times. I'm like, why is she fixated on that piece? You know, because I brought about 10 pieces to try out for her. Mm -hmm. It was a one-on-one -on -one audition. Nobody else was there. It was just me and Clark. And I, as I was leaving, she said, all right, that's enough. And, you know, had this look of disdain. So as I was leaving, she said, where are you going? I said, I'm going home. She said, don't you want to know what time you got to come to practice? <laughs> just like that, her whole demeanor changed. I was like... In my mind, I was like, you dirty rat. You had me up there sweating. Man, I wanted to cuss her out. She just smiled and said, be at this place at such a time. I think it was at the Miss Theater. She said, be at the Miss Theater at da 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 da, -da and we're going to have rehearsals. And I said, so uh, what do you want me to rehearse? She said, the piece you just did. She said, the piece you just did about 10 times. I was like, oh, my God. I went oh, home, man. Yeah. I had such a headache. But in the same time, I felt such joy for finally make it, making it to that stage. And um, it was you, amazing. Do you have that piece with you today? Uh, I can try to recite it. You know, yeah, if man. I get some more, that's all right. They won't know. Yeah, yeah definitely, you know? man. I want, I want, I want my audience to be to know me to hear this, man. So let me set the stage for you, my brother. I want you to spit this piece. Now hey, you, before now you, you do spit. that, let them know that I'm only going to give them what I can remember. All I right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to bear with us. This is spoken word artist in his, in his rawest form because this is how we do. We spar like this. They don't know when spoken word artists get together and we all get little ciphers going and we spit and we, iron sharp, sharpens iron. So definitely, man. But yeah. 
Uh, let my audience hear this piece, man. Let me set the stage for you, my brother. Coming back to the stage. Now, you won't give me another piece. This is just a, this is just a throw-in. This is just a throw-in. So if you can remember the whole Ooh. thing, it's cool. If you can't, It ain't going to happen. Cool. Not the whole. <laughs> it's cool. But just give us a taste, my uh. brother. Just give us a taste. Like coming back to the stage, give a warm welcome to my brother, your brother, Mr. William Wawa Washington. Ja, ja, ja. Who out there told my black power this day, this time, this hour? Who out there told my black power this day, this time, this hour? When a black man, a black king cannot pay his bills, he is demeaned into watching as his black woman, his black queen, goes out and pays the bills. She now wears his pants. He's reduced to being daddy daycare, and y'all know that shit ain't fair. Who out there told my black power this day, this time, this hour? When our sons are sacking. Now, some do it as a fashion statement, but some do it as a coded message promoting homosexual consent. This they probably learned while in prison with their asses up and their wrists bent. Who out there told my black power this day, this time, this hour when our daughters are way out there? I say, who out there told my black power this day, this time, this hour when our daughters are way out there? Tattoos, piercings, apple bottom jeans, all this before she is 16. By the time she is 18, she is the neighborhood whore. It seems like no one loves her anymore, Lord, Lord, Lord. Who out there told my black power this day, this time, this hour? Thinking we gotta take our neighborhoods back. We gotta start a ground attack. We gotta remove all the liquor stores out of, out of our hoods and replace them with stores that sell low cost goods. And I'm not talking about weed spots and crack cocaine parlors. It's 2021 and crack is whack. Who out there told my black power this day, this time, this hour? Dig it, we gotta fight the man. But we must be careful for his weapon of choice is the color green. And without that color green, there is no black power, no white power, no euro, no peso. And dig this. We don't mint the money. We don't print the money. And we barely get to spend the money. So who out there told my black power this day, this time, this hour? Who out there told my black power this day, this time, this hour? Who out there told my black power this day, this time, this hour? I am. You are. We are. Black power? Black power? Black power. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that was a struggle. <laughs> you got through it, though, brother. You got through it, man. You got through it. Man. Yeah, oh, thank you so God, much. <laughs> Who out there talking about black power? That, damn, man, that piece is that. That got a nice ring to it, too, man. It's reminiscent, man. It's yeah. reminiscent of the... Of the last poets, man. I, yo, oh, those those are my idols. Oh, one, some of my idols, man. That that yeah. joke right there, man. Hey, black. I ain't gonna tell you that first time I did it, my knees were shaking. I didn't know if I pee peed on myself or not. <laughs> I was so nervous in front of that crowd. But the standing ovation I got mm. was confirmation. Yes, it is, man. And I didn't know I did as well as I thought I did because I was really that petrified. I had never been under the bright light of a, a theater setting. To be with that light on you, it just makes a whole difference with the audience black. I couldn't see anybody. Mm. But that stage light is what got me through. Yeah, my Because I couldn't see if the crowd appreciated it or not. I couldn't see disdain in their faces. I couldn't see anything. No happiness, no nothing until they started clapping and standing up. I was like, wow, my God. Yeah, that's a, that's a real God. piece right there. That's a piece you can get into, man. 
it, 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 all the cores you need to hit to 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 like yes. bring awareness to what's going on, man. You made mention about the money, man. Talking about the money, yeah. we don't print the money, we don't mint the money, we we damn sure spend get, the money. We barely yeah, get to barely spend get the money. Spend the money. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that piece right that, there is, that, like is, a, is powerful, man. Yeah, man. Talking about man, black. yeah, and it's in, it's in the book. It's in the book. That's what. That, that piece is in the book. Now, tell us where we can find the book. It's on Amazon, isn't it? You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at Barnes & Nobles. Next month, I should have some books in July. I should be able to order some books and um, sell them firsthand. I'll mail them out and everything. Uh, you can also find it at Sisters Uptown Bookstore. Oh, up in, yeah, um, Sisters Uptown. That's Washington Heights. Legendary yeah. spot for spoken word artists, yeah, man. Yeah, legendary, yeah. man. Yeah, man. The brother in yeah. the Gone Hill. He he stays up there, this, man. And and uh, what's his name? Nagoma. What's his name? Nagoma Hill. Ngoma. Yeah. Ngoma. Yeah. Ngoma. Yeah. The, the mighty yeah. Ngoma Hill. Yeah. Yes, man. That's my brother yeah. right there, man. So I, I hope yeah. hopefully I can have him on the show, man. Bless the audience, man, with his presence, man. Because definitely a deep brother, man. And, oh, uh, he's amazing. Hey, to tell the people if you want to see a sample of Ngoma Hill, you can go to his Facebook page. But if you want to see me and Ngoma together performing, uh. On my page, William Washington on Facebook, and my saved videos, I have two uh, selections I do at the Sisters Uptown Bookstore with Ngoma Hill and uh, about three or four other uh, musicians that always perform there when they have their open mics. And um, you can hear me do Black Power and a piece titled What If. And with Ngoma on that foot thing he uses. I oh, forgot what they, man. I think they call it like a, a step, a footy, yeah, whatever pedal, they call that the thing. pedal thing. Yeah. That he, do, oh, he, he plays yeah, so, the many yeah, yeah. so many instruments, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was doing the pedal and playing something else at the same time. Yeah, the violin. Man. Violin. And, and, uh, he, he, he get it man, all, they call, man. <laughs> Harmonica, yeah. all that. Yeah, yeah. He plays about maybe 17 different um, instruments. If there's that many that exist, he plays it. Yep. Uh, but uh, the funny part about the story was when I got up there, that was my first time performing in front of that band, uh, that you know those brothers, and I, I told only the percussionists. I said I need the rest of y'all to wait a few, wait a few bars, and I told the percussion percussionist, give me that, give me that sound, that African little bongo mm, beat, you know right. something that you hear on Doctory, one of them shows. Yep. And he was like, I got you, brother, and he started playing that, and I went right into that Black Power piece that you just heard, and right about the second stanza. And Goma came in with that pedal thing, boom, 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 oh, boom. and he said, "Man!" And the rest of them guys, the guitar, man, they just—it was magical. Yeah, I and I had never was, played man. in front of them brothers. We didn't rehearse anything, it, it, but you would thought spirit. that we rehearsed it, exactly. you know. So yeah, man, that's that spirit, man. That's yeah. that spirit of of of, of yes. poetry and spoken word, and uh, definitely go check that out. Your page and it's spelled yeah. William Washington, just regular William Washington, that's right. and you that's go right. check him out that's on right. Facebook. Definitely check him out. On Instagram, yeah, man. friend that's me, that. friend me up, friend yeah. Him up on Instagram, Instagram, you can find me at underscore wah wah. That's w a h w a h poet underscore wah wah poet. That's or right. just type in William Washington. Yeah, you know that because that you want to definitely get up, get up on that one on poetry. That one on poetry show is definitely if you if you if you're a spoken word artist and you love the craft, that show right there is like our. Uh, ESPN with Brian Gumble or somebody, man. <laughs> <laughs> Something that oh, extent, you know? and, and, and that's a separate page. That's a separate page. Page one dot on dot poetry. One yes. dot 
Say that. Repeat on, that one more time. Okay. One one dot. The the word one. The word one, one dot on poetry. dot poetry. Oh, one dot on dot poetry. Yes. Got yes. you. Yes, be, people, Perfect. go, please go check that page out. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. So my brother, thank you, thank you. We, we, we snuck one, we snuck one in. The Black Power piece was the, uh, that's the one we snuck in there. That don't count. But uh, we got to get another Ooh. piece out of you, bro. <laughs> Making you work, man. All right. Making you work. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't mind the work. Um, can I change the pace up and maybe try to do a love poem? Anything you want, my brother. Let me set All the right, stage I for known, you, brother. I should have known you would set me up. Though. All <laughs> right, but go ahead. <laughs> Let me set, coming back to the stage, I want y'all to give a warm welcome to my brother, your brother, Mr. William Wawa Washington. <laughs> Black woman. There is something about you that repairs this broken man. Like the timeless dripping of sand. Whenever you're near me, the minutes last forever. If 1,000 years be one godly day, woman, please don't ever stop loving me, not for one minute. For your love, all else I shall forsake. I will love you from hourglass forever past the day that you gain weight. I will love you when your hair turns gray. I will love you even when you become a little cray-cray. I'll take care of you. If the mountains be too high to climb, I'll climb it. If the ocean be too vast to swim, I'll swim it. If the valley be too low to cross, I will cross it a foot. Look, it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's me, your Superman. I will bend steel with my bare hands for you. Leap tall buildings in a single bound for you. Do all the things that a man is supposed to do for you, there's something about you. It is said that roses are red, violets be blue. Woman, I need you. I am not afraid of lions, tigers, or bears, but woman, I'm scared. I need you. Even though too afraid to say, I love you. The very thought of you makes me want to shave my head, make my bed, pray that you come over soon. We'll make love to our wedding day in June. This I dream. Don't you dream this too? I'm scared. Afraid that you go away before I can make love to you. Like that frightened African king who lost his queen through slavery, I'm scared. Afraid that you go away before I can thank you. There is something about you that repairs this broken man. My queen, black woman, I love you. Impulse. That's right, ladies. You got it first. Black oh, King man, talking you. to you. Black King talking to you. That's right, man. I love that piece, man. Definitely a dope piece, my thank brother. You, man. Definitely a thank dope you. piece. I know, gonna, I know you I'm gonna get need a lot of this. <laughs> I know you I know you get a lot of numbers when you do when you perform that piece. You be traveling oh, all yeah, over man. the country and you, you oh, perform okay. that piece. And I know they slip oh, yeah. they number, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, man. And you know, you, I didn't mean to cut you off, sir, but you know, I love that piece because it breaks up what they think of me. Mm. You know, they think, oh, that's the nigga poet. That's that guy that spit them nigga pieces. So when they hear me save that for last, 
it makes all the other pieces that I did before that more relevant. Definitely. They know of my struggle. They know that I may recite like an angry black man, but I do love. I do have a heart. I do want to tell a black woman I love you. During the struggle of life, sometimes we forget to honor those black women who stand by our side, who are there for us. You know, um, yeah. Definitely. I don't want to get too mushy. Nah, yeah, definitely, it. definitely, definitely, my brother. It's yeah. all. Yeah, man. It definitely, yeah. man. You must. Definitely. You must have ESP. You know you got ESP, right? ESP. <laughs> yeah, because um, that's going to lead me right into that last piece that I was, I'm saving. I don't know. Like I said, that's one of those pieces. I don't know if I can memorize it, but it needs to be said. Whatever I can memorize needs to be said. So, yeah. Thank definitely, you, man. Definitely, man. That that that's that's a powerful joint, man. And uh, we appreciate you, brother. We definitely appreciate you coming through, man. Kicking it with us, man. You know, I mean, you got so many things going on, man. Like I seen you from when I met you back in 2013, yeah. 2012, man. I seen your grind, yeah. and I seen you stay consistent. When we was in uh, we was in that competition together, the uh, <laughs> oh, poetry, <yeah. laughs> poetry idol. <laughs> that was a yo, hey man, that was amazing. It was it was definitely definitely an amazing competition, and uh, you know it was it was it was an experience. Poli- yeah. It was an yeah, ex- it, it was, was political. It was political, it was political but uh, yeah, but yeah. It, it served its purpose. Yeah. It, it definitely yes, it served did. this purpose because they didn't think yes, what did. they they didn't think was gonna happen what they what, what they thought was gonna happen you know brothers came exactly. in, man and exactly. and and did they thing man and you was always amazing exactly. every week you um, know when you came back and it, it was amazing brother it was definitely an amazing uh, competition you, and uh, yeah brother yeah. you've been you've been on your grind ever since and you said the yeah. the, the 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 book is available on amazon and you said it's also available by barnes and noble barnes and nobles and if they if they contact you what about your email if they contact you could you oh i'm sorry i'm sorry you can contact me at ebony man 25 that's e-b-o-n-y-m-a-n the number 25 at gmail.com definitely yeah definitely or inbox me at you know inbox me on facebook or instagram you know definitely man get this brother man get this brother's book it's definitely a powerful book man packed with so much powerful poetry poetry that's gonna make you think make you reflect and appreciate what spoken word can do you know but you said you got you got one more piece for us right oh yeah yeah yes man so we gonna get into the last piece i want to give you enough time because we coming to the end of the show so i want to give you enough time so we could talk about this piece you saving this piece for last i know it's gonna be amazing man so let me set this stage up for you my brother and bring you back i want to give my brother another warm warm welcome coming back to the stage give it up for mr william wawa washington Uh, My people, as a spoken word artist, I am no different a soldier than Poetic Black, Written in Pain, and so many other spoken word artists who recite about the ills of today, yesterday, and the future. 
So with that said, we get an image of being uh, militants. But militants love and need love too. So my question is, who said that male black spoken word artists are too angry to write a love poem? Who said that all we write about is Jesus nailed to the cross, life given, life taken, life lost, resurrected on the third day at 33, 333 be numbers I play when I play my lottery because of 402 years of slavery. Who said that all we write about is Martin, Malcolm, Mega, John, Trayvon, Sister Sandra Bland, Eric Gardner, Sandra Bland, Sandra Bland, Eric Gardner, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, George Floyd, Sandra Bland, Brianna Taylor, Armando Berry, Trayvon, assassinated, murdered, gunned down, choked out, need to back up neck till he no longer breathe. A coronavirus variant taking aim at you and me. My people, are we so blind that we cannot see that the colors of the rainbow are only black and white and that the other colors be seasoned and sprinkled atop a bowl of beans and rice? Jesus Christ, forgive me, Lord. I want to write a love poem, but all I can write it's how black beans got smothered to death by white rice while in search of a rainbow. Who said? In poem. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. Thank you, man. Wow. Thank you, man. Wow. Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. That piece found. Yeah. Damn, man. Man. Yeah, Brother, man. man, you laid it all out. You laid it, you laid it all out today, man. Man, oh, listen, I tried. God. You know, I'm old. I be forgetting stuff. So I figured I'll make it sound dramatic, even though I forgot the name. And I kept going and just repeating the names until I got Brianna Taylor out. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, but that's what poets do. That's, that's what, what we do, do, man. It's so genuine, yeah. so raw, man. And I appreciate you, oh, my brother. Man. I really appreciate you for coming through, man. And blessing Spoken Soul Sessions, man. I knew I had to have you on the show, man, because your work is phenomenal and your grind is is unmatched, man. And I, and I, I can really yeah. appreciate what you bring to the circuit, what you bring, wow. you know, what you bring to our community, man. And I appreciate you, man, on behalf of the whole Spoken Soul Sessions, you know, podcast. We appreciate you, man. And I want y'all to go out there and I want you to go find Mr. Washington, order order his book, The Nigger Chronicles, The Mispronunciation. That's that that that's that that that's the right title, right? The whole title. It's the Nigger Chronicles, the mispronunciation of who I am powerful thank you y'all go check it thank you y'all go check it out amazon you can get it at barnes and nobles or you can email him and you can get it mailed out email him at ebony man 
25 at gmail.com. My brother, I really appreciate you for coming, taking the time, and you spending this this time with me, mm. man, and you, and you letting us hey, you, in you know, to your life, man. Uh, yes, man. You are so wonderful, man. You're a wonderful brother, too. And uh, the humility that you've always shown, I mean, you know, you're a big time spoken word artist, but people would never know it because you're such a giving person, a kind person. You never have your nose stuck up in the air, man. And that's what I appreciate appreciate about you. And you come from good stock. Your mother, the apostle, she is amazing. Thank you know, you, she Robert. prayed for me when I was going through things. I didn't even know you. When your mm. mother was praying for me on Facebook and over Facebook in my inbox, I didn't even know you. Mm. I didn't know that that was your mother. Wow. She would pray for me throughout all my sorrow, all my pain. She heard me spitting nigger poems and sounding so gross and hurt. She, she inboxed me one day and said, I got to pray for you. I didn't know who that woman was. Mm. She said, son, I got to pray for you. And she prayed for me over a span of, I think, about a month. Off and on, she would just show up and pray. And mm. I thank her to this day. Yeah, man, because she told me, man, I was like, she's like, I know, I know William Washington. I was like, yeah. Ma, you know William Washington? She's like, yeah, yeah, I know William Washington. I was like, oh, all right. Your hey, my, your mama got a life, too. Come on now. She's a beautiful woman. She got a life, too. <laughs> thank you, man. I'll, I'll make sure I'll pass it on to her, let her know, man, because I, I know she definitely Please watches do, your show, man. She watches your show, man, but definitely, my brother. Oh, she's she's the best. She's the best, man. But definitely, thank you. Thank so you so for, I, so, I see what you get it from yes. <laughs> appreciate you my brother but definitely yes, thank sir. you for yes. coming through and i wanted i want to tell all the audience that if you want to get your spoken word out there if you want to get your spoken word out there contact me at spoken soul sessions at gmail.com send me your press kit send me a link where i can see your work or i can read some of your work and we'll work on getting you on the show to get you a platform to get your work out there so definitely people man like I always say, love yourself and love each other. I'm your host, Poetic Black. Until next time, peace. I say peace.